the fucking tunes on! We fucking love you, Charlie White, and fight for the future of the Markhams. Fucking love you, Charlie White, nothing's going to stop you now. Hello and welcome back to the What The Fork Happened This Week podcast. And it's going to be a bit of a special today because, let's be honest, we don't care about anything else that happened in football this week, apart from Sunderland going to Wembley. Um, to join us is obviously our full Sunderland contingent and Scott will be supporting Sunderland from home as well, but we've decided not to invite him on because he is Motherwell scum. Um, Connor, how are you doing? Are you all right? <laughs> I'm good, I Really good. And I support Motherwell now, remember. We all support Motherwell in, this, in, a, in a weird sense. We all feel sorry for Motherwell, that's what we mean. Um, Ian, how are you doing, mate? Yeah, I'm good, yeah. Just, you know, you know, nervous and uh, all that, but yeah, yeah, just, you know, kind of wait, really. It's mad, isn't it? You never feel nervous about getting to the final of this trophy when you're in the group stages against, like, Aston Villa under-21s, do you? <laughs> it's, like, <laughs> it's as soon as Wembley, like, gets close, you go, hang on a minute, this might mean something. Um, Jack, how are you doing? Are you all right, mate? Yeah, I'm good. I'm, I'm not really... Nervous, I'm fairly calm. I mean, I don't know, it's because I'm not, like, up for the Peter Cup. I mean, don't get wrong, I want to win, but, like, I think I'm firmly focused on promotion. But I hope we do win, obviously. I want, I want us to win. Up for the Peter Cup. <laughs> <laughs> do you think, right, we were discussing it yesterday on the uh, the Wiseman Say uh, live stream thing that I did, which was great last night, by the way. It was really good crack, um, and I'm suffering a severe hangover from it. Um, well, not that severe, I'm, I'm coping. But um, they're talking about like the, the names they had for the, the trophy, like the Sherpa Vans trophy it used to be called or something in the past. Like, do you think uh, it would mean more if it wasn't called the Papa John's trophy? I kind of feel like it would. Maybe, yeah. LDV Vans it's been called and uh, wind, auto windscreens. Auto windscreens and, yeah. Uh, I don't know, maybe, maybe. To be fair, Checker Trade got like a lot out of it because I'll always, always, always check check a trade now because obviously as most people know is follow me on twitter i'm doing a new house up. i've just bought a house um and when i'm doing stuff up i'm straight on check a trade i'm like i 2009 final i'm straight on check a trade i won't use any other website so it does have i suppose it, it, makes, does it, work. Shed, it makes it shed a tear as well when you when you think of check a trade like oh no cut them off <laughs> i'll tell i'll tell you what talking about the um their sponsorship because actually yesterday's because yesterday's final was really weird. Someone else excited, Ian? Okay. That's the grandson just burst into the room. So. I, thought, I, thought, I thought it was the cat. No, no, not this time. But, um, yeah, think about um, the, the yesterday's final, because it was all branded as um, uh, the, the Papa John's. Um, and, like, but... You know, last year had a different sponsor, so. And you, you remember know, who the sponsor was? Really was? Because I try to remember who the sponsor was. Leeson.com. Oh, yeah. so it was, I. And it was clever ah, because it. whenever you typed in Leeson.com on Twitter <clears throat> or whatever, it would link to Leeson.com. So they called it Leeson.com <laughs> as opposed to just the leasing trophy, which is quite clever, I thought. But, but I'd, seen, I'd seen that, um, that for. Portsmouth and for Salford, they were going to do the same thing with um, the, the the Papa John's, their shops, uh, you know, nearby, to rebrand them. 
Well, but but they couldn't do Papa their Kenny's because of high winds apparently in um, their Portsmouth all all their weeks, so he didn't get one, uh, and he's just been sacked. So I think that that really sums it up, doesn't it? <laughs> Imagine that pizza shop. By the way, they've to- like someone mentioned it yesterday, but they totally missed a trick by not calling it Papa Johnson's. Why would you call it hundred percent? Like yeah. so, it's like such an open goal, like. And I was just like, why? why? Um, but just to give people a format of what we're doing today, um, obviously, as people know, regular listeners will know that we do a hero, villain, goal of the week and, and moment of the week. This week, we're going to split it into two parts. We're going to have a, a post-match reaction. And then what we're also going to do in this particular segment is we're going to, oh, is that a team? Oh, interesting. So we've got Burge, Flannel, Max Power, Chris Maguire in the starting eleven, Charlie White, Lyndon Gooch, Luke O'Neill, Scowen, Ledbetter, McFadden, McGeady, Kim Yorker on the bench, and Ross Stewart on the bench. That is quite Ooh. interesting. And Ollie Younger and Dan Neal, uh, Conor McLaughlin, and Remy Matthews. So Jordan Jones misses out then. Oh, Ooh. <laughs> I hope none of you had him down his first goal scorer. But to kind of reiterate what the what the format's going to be, rather than choosing our goal of the week and stuff like that, obviously we're, we're going to do a post-match and a pre-match. We're going to do a few predictions. We're going to keep to the, we're going to keep to the same format. We're going to look at our, who we think is going to be the hero of the week or weekend, who we think is going to be the villain of the match, who's going to be the first goal scorer as opposed to the, the best goal of the weekend and what we think is going to be the moment of the match. And then we're going to reconvene when things are either brilliant and we're all severely oiled up after watching something trash Tranmere or we're going to be severely depressed and drinking nonetheless. Um, either way, we reckon that Ian's grandson's definitely going to come with us. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so I guess I'll come to you first, Connor, since you're, you're nearest one to me. Um, who do you think is going to be the hero of the pizza trophy? It's hard to look anywhere apart from Charlie Wake, because that's where the goals have been. And obviously goals is obviously what wins games. So it has to be him. It has to be because we have no other options, really, apart from, I've just noticed, uh, Ross Stewart's on the bench. Mm-hmm. So with any, I hope it's all done by then, but I can also see it in the script that he's to come on near the end and score the winner. So I don't know. I'm going to, I'm going to stick with Wyke just to put the obvious out there. I think Charlie Wyke. I feel like... And I said this during the week on the preview pod, it feels like Charlie Wikes had like two years of like vilification. And he's been rubbish for the two years prior to this season. So I'm not saying it was a bad thing, but he's had such a good season. He's been probably our key player, maybe Sands, McGeady. For him to win Sunderland, the first trophy at Wembley in however many years it's been, with him to get like a couple of goals would just be, it would just be like the... Um, the total turnaround of his entire Sunderland career that he's he's had a great season and been remembered and for all the right all the right reasons really. So I I think Charlie White, but I find it interesting Kim Yorker being on the bench. I'm a bit like, hmm, yeah. mm, that's same with like the Ross Stewart thing. You suddenly look at it, don't you? And you go, hmm, well I haven't seen them for a while. It could be it could be Ollie Younger. We're, we're totally discounting Ollie Younger scoring a last-minute screamer, aren't we? But um, Ian, who's who's your hero of the match? What do you think it's going to be? Um, well, if if we win it, and I'm very hopeful that we are, I think it really 
it actually comes down to one man himself, and that is Lee Johnson. Um, mm-hmm. You know, because let's face it, he's totally turned us around. Um, you know, we went from uh, this sort of despair, thinking, oh, it's going to be at, at least another season, uh, you know, stuck down, down sort of here. And just the way he's got the players, you know, going and and you can see it in them. They look, you know, confident on on, you know, so, social, their sort of media. You know, they're all up up for having their banter just now. You know, you can really sort of tell that that you know everything's in a good sort of place. And I I fairly much you know you know put that down there to him. If you know Parky was still here, would we have even made the the, the final? I doubt it. Yeah, it was feeling, I've said it a few times, but I think um, under Parkinson and probably something to do with the ownership as well, not solely him, it felt like we were on pause, if that makes sense. Like, didn't feel like we were going anywhere fast. We were just not going anywhere, really. We were just kind of where we were. It was just there. There wasn't that much excitement about it. Um, But when it comes to... To Lee Johnson, yeah, absolutely. I love that. Uh, you talk about banter and stuff like that during the match. I absolutely love that uh, Max Power thing the other day. Just get the, <laughs> get the fucking tunes on. It's like that was just what you want, and it? it's just like they look buzzing to get back in the dressing room. Get the fucking tunes on. <laughs> that was quite good, actually, wasn't it? I'm, we always thought Jack was the man for the impression, but it's not. Um, Jack, who do you think is going to be the the hero of the match, mate? Uh, I think it could be Aidan McGeady. I think he's um, he's made such a difference the last few months when he's come back in. He seems. I think everybody seems to have kind of lifted themselves a little bit. And I'm not saying he's the... I mean, obviously, Lee Johnson's been the main man, but I think him coming back and Lee Johnson together, they're kind of the two have gone in tandem. And I think he, he tends to be quite... A, I always think of him as like a big game player, McGeady. So when, when the chips are down, he's one that will come up with a free kick or a cross or a, a goal or something. So I think McGeady might be the man today, like... Yeah, I mean, it's um, the commentary from the last Checker Trade final, wasn't it? It was like, he's a showman and uh, he's brought the house down. It's kind of like that summed up McGeady, uh, McGeady's performance <laughs> that day. I, I went really stuttery there. Um, that kind of summed up him as a player and what he can produce. And obviously we've seen him that Doncaster game. I don't think anyone would be surprised if McGeady just ran the show today. I think if McGeady fancies it, he can be the hero if he's really yeah. fancying it. I think on a, on a slightly bigger pitch, Cammy. I think if we keep the ball moving, I think he 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 could get space and you know McGeady in space. When if he fancies it, it, you know, with a lot of space, big Wembley pitch, I think he, he could torture them down the sides like if he fancies it today. And I think I think it'd be on at the day. I might I might be wrong, but I think he'll just fancy it and just have one of those games whereby he's just honest. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think he will be as well. I think um, it's interesting that Maguire's playing. Because um, Maguire's the man for the big occasion as well. Um, yeah. Few people think he's better off the bench. I've got to be honest. I would prefer Jordan Jones to be starting with uh, with Maguire. <laughs> Maguire coming off the bench potentially. But um, moving on then, the villain. Uh, this could be interesting when you think about it because I never really thought about a villain. But Connor, who would you? Who do you think the potential villain could be? Oh, God. You're putting us on the spot here. I don't know any Tranmere players apart from David Vaughan. So that's mine. Just James Vaughan, even. Even though he's not playing, <laughs> just a standard out, just because he symbolises what history was. 
David Vaughan's all right. It's James Vaughan. That's the bad one. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I love a bit of David Vaughan. Hi, <laughs> David Vaughan was all right. Nice lad. Well, but, uh, we'll go with James Vaughan then. <laughs> but just he, because he's, he's symbol like. But he's injured, isn't he? He's injured. He's injured. He's not playing, but he just symbolises what the Sunderland club were trying to forget. Sunderland Football Club yeah. was, if you get what I mean, Sunderland, like, what, what I keep saying to people is that today should symbolise in with history the turning point. Yeah. Because we know how far this club can go now with the infrastructure and the ownership and everything involved now, but we know what it was at its worst, which was when James Vaughan was there. Not David Vaughan, James Vaughan. <laughs> I love David Vaughan, me. I was gutted when he said David Vaughan. I was like, what? <laughs> is, that, is that David Vaughan who stars in um, the Resident Evil 7, the Biohazard? Well, I don't know that one. <laughs> <laughs> potentially. Um, who, would, maybe. who would be your potential villain, Ian? Um, actually, I've gone, I've gone for this one, and I just hope that we don't get shots of... Um, uh, of Louis, their sort of Dreyfus. Well, I actually hope that we do get shots of him in um, the, the, the stand. I just don't hope that um, their Donald and um, their Methvin are actually lurking in the, the background. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. That's that's my only sort of fear, is, is that they're hanging around, you know, like like a bad smell. It would grind my gears a little bit if they got a chance to celebrate something that I can't, I've got to be honest. Yeah. Um, I'm a little bit worried, but I'm going to come back to this, but I'm a little bit worried that the villain might be Callum McFadgen. Hope to God he proves us wrong. Um, but I was looking more from a Sunderland perspective, where could we potentially get done? And that always looks like the left-hand side. But I will come back to my Callum McFadgen comment <laughs> in one of the next segments we've got coming up because I have a I have a moment of the match where I want to give him a bit of praise, potentially. Um, Jack, who do you think could be villain of the match? Um, I haven't checked who the referee is, but I just hope we get someone who can kind of handle the situation. Sometimes with refs, you know, on the big occasion, you'll get a bit of a, you know, you know, a dick of a ref. Do you know what I mean? That just like wants to make a name for himself and wants to be stopping the game all the time and booting players and not letting the game flow, not letting the game go into it. So I hope, you know, we don't get a ref like that. And I hope. You know, there's, the ref doesn't give a bad decision against us because I, I can take losing. If, if they deserve to win and, they lose, and we lose, I've got no problem with that. But if we get a referee that costs us the game with a bad decision, a penalty or something like that, it will feel a bit of a sick in a warning that we've lost because of that. So I think, I hope not, but I have a feeling, you know, if there is going to be a villain, and I hope there isn't because I think we're going to win, but if there is going to be a villain, I think that might be the ref. Yeah, that's true. I've never really thought about that. Look at me going straight from McFadgen. I'm terrible, man. Oh, you all chose nonsense on the people, and I'm like, no, McFadgen on the left hand side. <laughs> um, first goal scorer, there is a potential it could be nil nil, but someone's got to score at some point, even if it's from the, the penalty spot. But um, there's the obvious choice, Connor. But who do you think might open the scoring for either team today? Oh, just for nostalgia and because he deserves it. I'm going to say Grand Lebanon that. Oh, I'd love that. A hundred percent, a free kick or a penalty or anything. <laughs> just, I think it'll just symbolise his career. Uh, that this is he's been obviously he's went through some crap. Let's be honest, like like emotionally with his family and stuff like that. And to come back and the connection he has with the club, I think he deserves it. He deserves to have his name on there to in history as the turning point 
with Sunderland's history. So I'm going to go with him just because I'm a sentimentalist. I think we're led better as well. He spoke about when he first came back, didn't he? He wants to, he wants to get us out of the league. But touching on what you said before, like today, winning today would be like, it would be more symbolic of something as opposed to being like yeah. overjoyed. We've won like the pizza trophy because essentially it would, I think the last one meant a lot was because we were all there and it was such a great weekend. I don't think anyone wants someone yeah. to be even in this competition, if we're completely honest. But mm-hmm. we are where we are. Win a day, get promotion, and then start back on the upward, but, the upward um, spiral. Didn't, didn't Southampton win it? I'm not sure about Wolves won it, but they I'm did. sure Southampton did. I think they did. So if you look back on Southampton's history, you could say that's the point in their history. I keep saying history. That could be That's the point where they got going again, and that's what we need. The winning mentality, isn't it? You don't want to go to yes. Wembley and go, oh, I'm not that bothered about winning. You go and win. Like, yeah, it's not the trophy we want to be in. We wish it was a League Cup, FA Cup, whatever, but it's not. Um, and if Ledbetter could be part of that turn where he can get us up, he can lift a trophy with us, no matter how big or little you view the trophy, you go, oh, do you remember that? Do you remember that? That was great. That when we all stuck in our houses, but we all stuck red and white on and we all made the best of a bad situation, but we actually won. Then we went and won promotion when we all thought the season was a dead rubber. And who was the captain? I thought, oh, Ledbetter, proper Sunderland boy. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, yeah, I, I would like to see Ledbetter score, but I'm going to go with the obvious for me. I think Charlie White, I've had it in my head. If Charlie White's going to get two and we're going to win two now. Um, by the time you're listening to this, people will be egg on my face potentially. But if I'm right, you heard it here first. Um Ian, who are you tipping for first goal scorer? We would have all chose James Vaughan, by the way, wouldn't we, if he was fit? We would have all been like James Vaughan, and that would have just yep. been the podcast and done. Um, but uh, Ian, who, who do you think is going to be the first to notch? <laughs> um, well, well, there. if he wasn't a dead, I was going to go for Robert Vaughan, uh, who stars in, in my favourite Western, but um, I'm going to go... <laughs> I'm not going to be able to live this down now, am I? <laughs> <laughs> What about Frankie Vaughan? Frankie Vaughan? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I'm actually I'm gonna go and and we've spoken about him. Um, and he's someone he he gets so much you know stick. And quite frankly, I think he's he's uh, you know shite. Um, they my good friend. Um, the Laura likes to um, uh, you know you know show us as he looks like someone's um, their nana. Um, you know which he absolutely <laughs> does. Um, I think he's. I don't know. I just have have a feeling that um, that uh, that uh, Ben McFadden's gonna, you know, sneak one in uh, out of nowhere, kind of thing, an absolute, um, you know, screamer. Because that's just the most, oh, you know, you know, Sunderland thing there that you can do, really, isn't it? I kind of get over how much he looks like the Lincoln City badge. I just can't get over <laughs> it. Like someone mentioned it, and I was like. Oh my god, he's even got like the cropped curly <laughs> hairstyle down with tea. Like, I mean, there's curly perms, like you know, it's 1980s, it's just uh, it's, it's so there. It's a it's a proper look. Um, <laughs> I've got more to touch on with Callum McFadgen. Um, because I'm gonna ref- this is going to be referred to as the Callum McFadgen final, I think. Um, for for ro- right or wrong reasons, I don't know yet. Jack, who are you taking for our first goal scorer, mate? Uh, I'm going to go Michael Vaughan, England international cricket. <laughs> no, um, I'm off. <laughs> See you later, Connor. England international cricket. No, um, I'm going to state the obvious, and I think it's going to be Charlie White. So I think um, 
McGeady's going to get the ball down. He's going to get get past their fullback, whip one in, and then Charlie Rice is going to power through a bullet head and through the net. I think and that's going to be the first goal score. He's going to run away singing that song. We Hi. fucking love you, Charlie. <laughs> yeah. It's catchy, isn't it? Catchy though, doesn't it get in your head? It's stuck. I it's so get good. I'm telling you right now. Everyone's like saying, like, I mean, I I got ratted last night. I'm not gonna lie. Like, I had like a two liter bottle of that Old Rosie, which I was getting criticised for. I think Old Rosie's really nice, but whatever. Um, and like me and me and Ashley were in the sitting room last night. I'm not gonna lie. We had Children of the Night on, just singing it, and we're just <laughs> imagine if it was like Wembley. Imagine though, if it was like Wembley or the Stadium of Light or something, fans were allowed in. That bit there. The, should, the, the first game back to the Stadium of Light, they should turn all the lights off and should get like the, the, the phone lights out and just play that shit. They just pretend there's like a rave going on. You mean like Hall at Home a few years ago? Aye. Uh, Do you remember that? Well, Hall at a few years ago and like everyone uh, the lights went out. Yeah. Aye. Uh, get the rave on. Um <laughs> Moment of the match, then Connor. What, what do you, what moment, random moment do you foresee happening? Um, it not going the extra time. That's the moment <laughs> I cannot see happening. Uh, I can't do, I can't deal with it. I won't be able to deal with it. So just, that's, yeah. I just hope it doesn't go that way. That's the mo- so that's the moment I'm not hoping for. I just hope it doesn't have that feeling like I, I don't mean to bring it up. But the Charlton game, like when, see it. when it got to like the ninety third minute, I turned around to Don't Ashley, and I just went, "It's not going extra time." This, and I just knew, and it seemed to, it felt like there was something that I knew, which is why my moment of the match is going to touch on what Ian said before. Callum McFadden's going to score today and have a good game. He's going to have a really, really good game, and McFadden's going to be the match winner. It's just going to happen. And everyone's going to go, do you remember when we all hated McFadden, but he had that one decent game in a cup final? And it just it's going to happen. That's my personal thoughts on what's going to happen. Um, listening back to this, I'm going to be so wrong, and I know it. Um, Ian, what, what's your moment of the match? What do you think? Um, well, we've all kind of touched on this one, um, but the, for my moment, hopefully, uh, will be um, they led better going. They totes emotion, as it were, because... He's such a intense guy, and if we win it, I just think he's he's just going to lose it in a good way. He's um, intense, like I like like, like when I have watched his interviews. And I didn't ever watch the interview of him that he did with uh, Crabbers when we were promotion. <laughs> it was on that. Uh, oh, it was the Roy Keane season. I can't remember what the DVD was called, but he did an interview with Crabbers on it, and it was just like you could tell he'd had no media training at all. And it's like the media training he's had in the 10 years he was away from Sunderland just made him really intense. Um, but yeah, I think I, the thing I like about Ledbetter, when he celebrates, you see proper joy in his face when he explodes a bit. I think if he did something today, it would be like, it would just be great. Just be what we all want. I think we all want Ledbetter to score today. To be honest, I'm saying that. I'd be quite happy for it to go in off like Tom Flanagan's arse, if I'm completely honest with you. Um, but if I had a choice, yeah, Grant Ledbetter, definitely. Jack, what's your um, crystal ball moment of the match going to be? Uh, I think we're going to get an early goal. So I think I wouldn't surprise if in the first 10, 15 minutes we'll get an early goal. Um, I don't know, I just think we're going to come flying out the traps. And I think we'll get an early goal, but then I think it might be a while before we get the second. It might be kind of got a goal and then we're a bit nervy when they come forward and everything. But I think I've got to say in the first 10 or 15 minutes we're going to get one, but I might be miles wrong. 
Fingers crossed, by the time you listen to this, we can look back and say, ah, oh, yeah, we were all right, we were going to win. If we got beat, I'm really sorry in advance to everyone, and I don't know why you're even listening to it. But um, we will be back in the second part of the podcast where we'll be discussing the match, seeing how close we were with predictions. We'll be celebrating, commiserating, hopefully um, more celebration than, than commiseration. But we're happy at the moment. I think we're all confident um, before we go into the second half of the pod for people listening, Connor, what's your what's your prediction? Um, get it done nice and early, three 0 by half time. Enjoy the second half, and just get absolutely pissed. Yeah, we're going to be an absolute state if we win this by a few. One hundred percent. We're going to be an absolute state if we get beat by one as well. <laughs> like either or. Um, I've said two 0 all week. For the record, I haven't had any predictions right this season, so it might be 2-1, but I'm confident um, we're in good form. We're going to have to put in a typical Sunderland in a cup final performance, not to win, but hopefully this will be the one time when we, we break the we break the cycle. Ian, what's your prediction? Um, I must admit, I'm, I'm really up for it. I'm feeling very sort of confident, and actually I think this is our time to, you know, really roll someone over, Yeah. Um, and I, I'm actually going 4-0. Good lad. I like that level of confidence. <laughs> Wait, you listen back to this and we've lost 4-0. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm not coming on. <laughs> yeah, to, to be, if we get hammered 5-0, this podcast isn't happening. Um, Jack, what's your uh, what's your prediction, mate, before we go? My my, uh, my prediction's 2-0. I think we'll um, go early on. Might be a while. I think we'll kind of be... We, I think we'll be 1-0 up in the game a long time. I think everyone will be a bit nervous and then we'll get one night really late on to kind of icing on the cake type thing. But I think we're going to be 1-0 and they're going to have a few moments that are going to be like, you know, because it wouldn't be Sunderland if it was easy and if it was straightforward. So I think there's going to be one or two nervy moments, but I'm confident. I think we'll get it done in 90 minutes. I'm, I'm, I'm fairly confident. Fingers crossed. Great. Well, we'll catch us afterwards, uh, wherever that may be. We're thinking it might be five. Hopefully we do it in 90 minutes, but I'm happy to do it whenever. But how are you, the lads? Uh, fingers crossed when you listen back to this. The result is good. Uh, thanks for joining us for the first half. See you after the match, lads. Cheers. Cheers. McGeady. What a ball that is. Go on, Gooch. Go on. Yes! Yes! <laughs> yes! Come on! Just needs a little bit of magic, doesn't it, at the moment? Maybe they found it here, Sunderland. Chance here for Lyndon Gooch. Tranmere Rovers cut apart by Aidan McGeady's pass. And Lyndon Gooch takes centre stage on the biggest stage. Happy to hold on. That's it. Wembley holds no fear for Sunderland anymore. After their fair share of nearly moments here over the years, they step out of the shadows and grab the limelight. The Black Cats win at this iconic ground for the first time since 1973. Get the fucking tunes on! Hello and welcome back to part two of the Papa John's Champions Trophy or whatever we're going to call it. I'm just happy. Uh, we're all a little bit pissed. We're all a little bit well-oiled. Um, Con is very, very pissed, in fact. Um, but long story short, Sunderland have broken their hoodoo after a million and one days without uh, winning at Wembley, and Wembley probably being the shittest place on earth to be a Sunderland fan. But lo and behold, the one time a virus stops us from going, we'll win the game. It wasn't the prettiest. It wasn't the best. 
but we did win it. And therefore the podcast, which I was terrified about putting out, if we got beat, we can put forward. So uh, first and foremost, I'll go in the same order that I started today with Connor overriding feelings. If you can, if you can put your words together after nine <laughs> bottles of beer, mate. Um, uh, 10. Um, <laughs> it was poor, but you remember who won more than who was poor, such as, I think everyone tweeted saying that Lyndon Gooch needs dragged off because he was offering nothing. Then he's the one that scored the goal. So it's we won. That's all that matters. Now we don't care about how bad we plays. That's all we need to focus on. <laughs> you you proper slur. They went how bad it plays. And since since Ashley's right next to me, uh, my girlfriend Ashley's never been on a podcast. She's had a few, so I'm a bit worried. But Ash, how are you feeling about things? Um, yeah. Wasn't 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 short. Yeah, I'm right. like the same so like Bless you. She had she had to celebrate in silence because obviously I did the Sunland Echo uh, live stream and we can't put the sound on because it, it comes back. And then when the goal went in, it was just she did the best impression of a mime celebrating the Sunland goal in the Wembley final, um, which is quite like that. Very very similar to that. Um, Ian, uh, you know. I know, you know, you're going to be happy, but how are you feeling, mate? You good? I'm actually, I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm not really quite sure how I feel just now. I'm a little bit, a little bit stunned, to be fair. Because we won something and it was relatively straightforward. It's a bit weird, isn't it? It's like... Well, that, I mean, that, the, the, the middle of the second half and the Tran, Tran Mia were really going for it and... Mm -hmm. You know, I just had that feeling that was like, oh no, we're gonna get you know deeper and deeper, and they're gonna score. But actually, the way that we saw it out, um, and I'm and I'm actually sitting and it's coming up with about sort of five minutes left, and I'm like, you know, substitutes, come on, you know, let's sort of freshen things up. But you know what, the 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 team, you know, saw that out so so well, and you could see. You know the, the the quality and just that sort of drive actually just to get it done and yeah superb. Uh -huh. Jack, what's your overriding emotions that we've won pizza trophies? Yeah, just very happy. We were relieved at the end of the day. I think we all had a you know worst case scenario we're going to lose and have to come on and do this and would have been a bit of a miserable one, wouldn't it? But uh, yeah, I think we're all relieved and happy and yeah, it's nice to win at Wembley. It's a weird feeling. We used to just associate in Wembley with like a terrible yeah, terrible performance and a terrible effort so it's nice to have a, a positive feeling about a match at Wembley just it's just like I don't know what I felt confident about today I felt confident about today and then we got a half time in that and I tweeted could we just turn up at Wembley please and I, I felt like we hadn't and I was just like oh this is gonna go like Sunderland-esque and it's just gonna be like going to get done one now or it's going to go to like extra time and we're going to get done in extra time or it's going to go like so much going to happen where like things just fall apart and like the whole of like the United Kingdom laughs at us again because we're like the most useless passionate passionate set well, I can't think of what I want to say I've had too many what I meant to say was we're the most passionate set of fans vocally like unrelenting in our support of the team yet the team's stereotypically been massive bunch of losers for ages and like glorious losers like netflix-esque losers literally um and we didn't we, we just went and won and it wasn't the prettiest but i don't give a shit now that we've won i couldn't care less how shit or bad or great or, or, or whatever it was 
Um, we came on beforehand and we had a bit of a chat about what we thought was going to be the first goal scorer, who's going to be the moment and, and stuff like that. And we all got it completely wrong. None of us got even close to being right. Um, <laughs> none of us guessed in English. We should, probably should have known that. Um, but Connor, I think there's a bit of a debate up for this. Um, who, was your, who was your man in the match? McGeady. Um, Just because he was the only one that looked like he was going to create something. And he did create it. And that's all it took was... Obviously, Tranmere were a better team than us today. On the, on the day, they were much better than us. But all it took was that one tiny bit of quality from McGeady, and that's what changed the game. I think it, I think it was quite even, Stephen. I'll disagree with you on that. I was worried, but I think that's just Sunderland. I think that's just Sunderland coming through, going, oh, I think they were better because we were crap on ourselves whenever they went near us. But, like, I agree what you're saying on McGeady. I mean, I'm just fortunate to tell you just now, that pass, he just spins. I mean, no one on the pitch sees that pass apart from him. Absolutely mm-hmm. no one. I mean, showing that pre-Watershed, that pass is absolutely shocking, really, because it's ludicrous at League One level, that. Um, and the fact that we've missed out on him for a year, and he can... I mean, we a lot of people have said with McGeady, yeah, this, yeah, that, yeah, the other. But McGeady can win you a game in one moment, and, and he's won us a game like that in one moment, and he's won us countless games since he's came back on the side with one moment of just sheer unadulterated quality and you just cannot keep up with him when he's like that you just can't um but for me and this is probably going against what i said about i thought the game was even steven but i thought lee burge was probably man of the match i think he made some really crucial saves at the right time um maybe not like match winning saves because like the, none of them were like certainties to go in but the one where Ledbetter almost like chipped him accidentally at the start the one where the lad got past 09 and made that save, he just made crucial saves at the right time because if those goals go in then you're going oh we're 1-0 down oh and that that kind of stuff like and it just felt like he wasn't it, it did feel a little bit like Lee Burge wasn't going to be beat today um but I think Luke 9 is probably just a deserved Nan McGeady as well. McGeady for that moment of magic yeah. deserves it. But um, lo and behold, the one person I wouldn't give man of the match to would have been Lyndon Gucci, who I thought was horrendous. Um, but you ne- I never trust Gucci on one-on-ones either. And he's finished. And I'm, but I'm delighted for him. Like, if you're listening, Lyndon, which I'm probably sure he's not. Um, but if he does, um, I love Lyndon Gucci. I love him more than most players that we've got on the side at the minute. I'm delighted that he's one of our own. Yeah, he might be Californian-born, but he's, he's a Macam. Um, I'm delighted that he was the one that got the winner. But, but he did have a poor game today. But for me, I'm, I'm going to give it a Lee Burge. And that's got nothing to do with the fact that we're sponsored by uh, Viper Goalkeeping or anything like that. That's just <laughs> general general belief and general feel. Um, Ashley, who was, who was your man of the match? Mm-hmm. I'm a bit biased, but I would agree that Luke and Iron. You just like, love Luke and Iron, yeah, don't you? I just love Luke and Iron, but I think he was everybody, there. Everybody every time Flan- Flanagan made a mistake at the back, he was still there to just get out. Do you think it's funny, though, that um, Luke and Iron's won two man of the matches in a row now, and he's basically a number 10 when we signed him, playing as a centre-off. Um, would, you, would you take him out as a centre-off for the minute when the players come back, or would you keep him there? I don't know because, like, you see, like, he's playing, they were playing the best at the minute when he's at centre back. Yeah, and he's like, winning it's the best match. We, we've been in a while and he's, he's at centre back. Yeah. So I don't, I don't even know. I don't even know anymore where I'd play him. Here's a question for you, Jack. Um, if we had a, um, 
goalkeeping crisis, would you trust Luke O'Neill to go in goal? Because I probably would. <laughs> I trust him to do anything. He's got about eight different roles, doesn't he? I think he, he waters the pitch as well, doesn't he? And uh, sells, sells the programmes. No, he's, that, that's one of his main assets, isn't it? He, he'll, he'll go at any, any position in the pitch and you know exactly what you're going to get. You're going to get 100% effort, application, and he's going to just run, run his legs off. And yeah, I think he typifies the Sunderland mentality. That's why the fans love him. We love someone who puts the, the heart and soul into it and you know, puts the body on the line and he does it every week, every, yeah. every match. I think he's great. I just love him. I love I love Luke O'Nine. What what a bloke. Um would you say he was would you agree with his man of the match or would you go elsewhere? Um I, it was that it was that poor of a game, really, Graham. You were looking around thinking, well, no one stands out in the game as to someone you would think would do well. I wouldn't be against Luke O'Neill. I think for me, I probably wouldn't have given him it because in my opinion it was the, the moment of the match was either McGeady or Gooch because McGeady playing the ball through and then Gooch scoring. That's what I'll remember. You'll not remember anything from that game in five year time other than that McGeady ball through and the Gooch finish. I wouldn't have given it either then purely on that. But I've got no complaints about Luke O'Neill getting it. It's always just nice to see him get it in it. Like, um, we'll, yeah. we'll have to touch on. We we'll have to touch on before uh, Benji Kimioka going full John Terry. By the way, with his uh, full kit on, dancing away, going on Instagram live. Just to remind everyone, I don't think he's played a minute of first team football this season. <laughs> Mainly down to injury, and I think contract disputes. To be fair to him, and I'm sure he'll go on to be a good player for us, if not somebody else. Because I don't mind a bit of Benji, but uh, I do. I do love his, his John Terry esque kind of full kit celebrating, getting the Instagram live on. Uh, but fair play to him. You know what's nice that we can do an Instagram live. Imagine the Instagram live after the Charlton game. Jesus, um, Ian or David. Um, who, who was your? This. I know. I'm so sorry for calling you David Moyes. That's literally the worst insult I could give you. Um, who's your Who's your man of the match? Who? Um, I think actually uh, the birds for me really stood out. Just you know, yeah. some 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 you know good good day saves. Um, I loved the bit of swapsies him and uh, they sort of an eye and you know did just to waste a bit of time. Um, but, uh, no, he was good today, I must admit. I, yeah, he was uh, solid. And I think, actually, he, he kept us in it. Uh, you know, Tranmere definitely had their, um, you know, chances. So, yeah, yeah, he's my man of the match. Do you reckon that um, that Max Power will be getting the fucking tunes on at this moment in time as we speak? Yeah, um, get the fucking tunes on. Get the oh, fucking tunes yes. on. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the best contribution you've ever given to the pod, by the way. Your Scouse accent is very, very good. I just know you're going to use that as a little uh, snippet <laughs> somewhere. So. Get fucking tunes on. I've got some Spun breaking out. news, actually. I've got some breaking oh, news. Oh, what's the breaking news? Connor McLaughlin's just mentioned me in his Instagram story. Yes! Why? <laughs> I congratulate them on uh, the um, Max's account and he's just uh-huh. shared it on his Instagram story. What a man. Conor McLaughlin's class, isn't he? Great. Love a bit of Conor McLaughlin. <laughs> I think last season I would have told you he was the worst right-back that we've ever had in the history of the football club, but now I think he's a man. cracking centre-off. <laughs> 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 he's been great this season. I really like yeah, I didn't it's... have any worries when he came on. In fact, no offence to Tom Flanagan, but when... Flannel got injured and I went, well, that's not a loss with Conor McLaughlin coming on because I thought he's a steward. You know, we've won a final and I know we've played against um, I know we've played against a League Two team, a, a good League Two team, but a division yeah. below. Um, but it's the same the same defence. Um, I'm starting to get the beer burps. I'm like, oh, like that. 
Um, Had them all match. Sorry. Um, but like that semi final and that final has had Max Power, Luke 09, and Conor McLaughlin at centre half, and then Callum McFadden at left back. Um, so, yes, we'll beat a League Two team today with a patched up defence with nobody in their right positions, but mainly patched up. But we also beat Lincoln, who are a good League One side as well with that defence, which I think. I think it's huge testament to how important confidence is in football. I think people go, oh, this, this formation, that formation, Lee Johnson's done that. I think we've won a couple of games. We've upped the standards a little bit with McGeady being back in. And it just confidence has just flown through them. You could see today, like, it just... If you taught me a year ago, Luke O'Neill and, and Conor McLaughlin would be the centre-half pairing at Wembley, how many of us would have been like, oh, cool, no bother? But how many of us actually worried today when Conor McLaughlin had come on? None of us did, were really. I think everyone was more happy when they seen McLaughlin come on because Flanagan looked at... He looked very shaky mm-hmm. alongside McFadden. You didn't know which one was going to have that mistake in them. And you would... He always do does, it. I think, Flanagan. Yeah. yeah. I think he always looks shaky, me. I, I don't rate them at all. I don't know what you think. But when you think about what back line, who, who's actually injured? You've got Bailey Wright, who's obviously first choice. Willis. Then you've got, obviously, Dion Sanderson was out today because he's cup-tied. Then you've got Jamal... J- Jamal oh, God, oh Bennett Jamal. <laughs> <laughs> so Jumanji. How, we don't even know what he's Jumanji. like. He got he got injured, didn't he? When he was on international duty. So we're, we're back line overall is so strong, and it just shows you how unlucky we've been with injuries this season. I completely forgot about Jamali. It's like it's like he's dead. Jamali, Jamali, Um, he got titled Arby, didn't he? When he signed, but you're right in what you're saying there. It's like a lot of um, a lot of injuries in defence. But also, arguably, the three best centre off in the league. Yeah, and I'm, I'm being serious definitely. with that. Like Willis, um, Bailey Wright obviously came from the championship. Sanderson's been class. Um, he's been absolutely tremendous. Sanderson. Um, did you see him at the? Did you see him at the start when he saw yeah, himself oh, on the screen? I brilliant. love him. Me. I love him. I'm actually in love with him. Dion Dion Sanderson's <laughs> my man of the match. <laughs> Love you, Dion. Please don't leave. Um, who is your who is your hero of the match, Connor? Fucking pissed me like. <laughs> um, Lee Johnson, simply because he's just turned it round. That's the nice. only reason why. He's my favourite small person on the planet. He's jacked shit though. It's such a H&M number. It's horrendous. Um, it's like it's so like thirty-two quid from H&M. Um, but he's bought it with the. Oh yeah, it's just bad. Yeah. Um, Ian, who was your uh, your hero of the match, mate? Well, yeah. Um, again, I I you know said it at, at the start, and um, no, I'm going to stick with him. So um, the Johnson there. So listening to his post-match this sort of comments and. You know, he is a bit, you know, you know, David sort of Brent. He does give us all of the, all oh, of the, so the, you know, jargon and and all that stuff. But you know, he he obviously has in his mind a way that we will we will sort of play. Um, I mean, as his, you know, this is nowhere near being anywhere near his his uh, side. Um, I don't. I don't they remember when he came in and, you know, you know, let's face it, Johnson wasn't on anybody's radar, 
but I was actually absolutely there chuffed to bits because this was someone who had who was who had you know done it at a higher level and he was looking up and he picked us and um yeah I think he's always looking up to be fair he's tiny (laughs) (laughs) but I think I actually think think now you know he will move us where we have to go and um yeah he's he's my hero yeah I was the Wembley hoodoo come on he's it's, you know what, though? It's so typical that it would be the year we can't bloody go. Like, I could have told you this in August it was going to happen. I mean, I know, like, when you listen to the beginning of this pod, I'm like, oh, I'm shitting myself a bit. But, like, it's we should have just guessed that this was going to happen. By the way, can I just point out how massive is the trophy? That's a huge trophy. Like, it should, that's not right. Like, I thought this was a Mickey Mouse trophy, apparently. You can't be making it that big if it's Mickey Mouse. It's a good well, job. It's a good job that we didn't fly down because we had to be paying extra for that baggage, wouldn't we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, if, if you're going Ryanair, absolutely you are. Sorry, lads, this is too big to fit in the the socket, unfortunately. I'm going to say, just cut it into four. The, the photo of um, Scott Parker with the the in a total. Oh yeah, the certificate. Thing. <laughs> it was a certificate, wasn't it? It wasn't even a trophy. Uh, it was just a sign that said, "Actually, was well done. You won." Um, <laughs> Ashley was your hero of the game. Um, Kimpy Oko. Kimpy Yeah, just, <laughs> just for the balls. Yeah, that that like just for the balls to be like, I'm getting this medal. Okay. I've not played a minute. I'm getting this medal and I'm getting this trophy. I, I didn't even recognise him. I didn't know why he was changing his hair. Full kit, full kit wanker, he? I hope he comes in next game and does something. Like, um, did he used to have tips in? Did he used to have like tips in his hair? I think there's someone yeah. completely different. No, he used to have like bl- short blonde hair, but he's gone, like, like, he's gone for like the Barley Mamba haircut now. It took me a while to work out who it was because he was the first one to get his medal. I was looking, I was going, is that Barley Mumba? I couldn't, I, I literally, that's who I thought it was. Yeah. I was like, why? Wanted to touch on something uh, really quick with you, Ian, before I go to Jack and get his hero of the, hero of the match. Um, your villain was yeah. uh, he who shall not be named. Mm-hmm. And the little bugger got there. He was he there. Was, yeah. Did that sour it for anyone a little bit that mm. that bloke was there? Did for me a little, not much. Yeah, I'll take this in my face a day, but I did a bit. It'd be interesting to know if he ever does his face back, you know, home though, won't it? You know, when the fans are back. I, I don't think nah, I can say it like it just it just annoys me a little bit that people who have probably done more harm than good, in my opinion, uh, to the football club getting a witness us winning at Wembley yep. when I've had what shite for years. It was, um, but you know, they also trying to spin that off. Yeah, I said it was, but it's you've also got to think that it's. I don't know what I'm going to say. Um, <laughs> you've also it's got anno- to think. It's annoying. It's anno- if we if we got beat, I think we'll be much more annoyed the fact that he was there. Yeah, we just got to concentrate on the fact that we're won and it's a new era. And yes, we, yes, we did see him there. Left a sour taste in my mouth, but. That, that, matter, era, yeah. that era's gone. It's Sunderland, and it's all about us. Um, no yeah. one else. Jack, who was your hero of the game? Um, 
I'll probably go Bird, yeah, because I think when he, he got a clean sheet and he, he there was one or two nervy moments and I think that he, he came through it. And I mean there was it wasn't like he was patted with shots, but he had his job to do and I felt, you know, he, he did it all right. He didn't drop a clanger basically. Yeah, I, I think I think his save from um Ledbetter's like deflected shot was actually tremendous to kind of get himself in the position to make sure that we, if he fell I into was, the goal, I was, saving it on the it was line. Quite an, it was quite an awkward one that it was yeah, just, it was quite an awkward one that as well. If you look the way yeah. it spun up and yeah, I was I was impressed by. I, I think Lee Bird has been really good the past few weeks. I'm, I'm pleased. Um, this is the first time I've done a, a pod with a slightly well-oiled um, palate here. This is a bit worrying. I'm starting to be like, should I have done this? Um, my my hero uh-huh. was um, as much as I thought he was horrific. Um, Lyndon Gooch, delighted for him. Um, because he can now mm. say he he won a cup final for Sunderland. No matter what happens in his career, I think like we know he's like proper Sunderland. I've just touched on a few times in this, and um, he was awful today. It was one of the worst games I've ever seen him play for us. But he he did the business when he needed to, and that's and he won us a good few free kicks at the end, which I'm delighted about. And um, I've got a lot. I really like Lyndon Gooch. I, I really really like him as a as a fella from what I've seen and. I like him as a player, so um, for me, he's he's the match winner. I do, his... I, I do love him, but I also think that uh, Jones offers more on that right oh, hand side. Jordan Jones is another hundred percent. Yeah, and um, I'm not going to see his times up at Sunderland, but if we sign Jordan Jones and the type of football we play at the minute, you can't see him getting in that first eleven. Yeah, not not on not ahead of McGeady and Jones, who I no. think on paper are probably technically our best two players. Yeah, 100%. To be honest. Um, I've lost where I was, but Ian, I'll come to you. Um, who was your villain of the game? Oh, well, we touched on that. He turned up, didn't he? Oh, so he did, I. I did, yeah, I. Yeah, right, we'll, we'll, leave, we'll leave that one alone then. Um, <laughs> for me, um, oh, this is harsh, um, but probably Chris Maguire. Because I love Chris Maguire and I've got so much time for him and I love him and I, like I'd like him to start more games and I kind of pure like fight his cause but he started again and he, he didn't do much and like when he got took off I wasn't like that bothered and I feel like he just when he comes off the bench he does something I don't know what it is and I, I want to see him do well from the start I want to be want him to show that he, he can start from the start and I'm starting to worry that maybe he can it um, but it's a very harsh villain I'm like it's slim pickings like if you're listening Chris I still love you you're still good looking I've never thought you were fat even when even when other people thought you were fat I've never thought you were fat well I've got um, a question for you yes would you leave, would you leave Ashley for him for Chris McGuire yeah. I mean he's staring here like Connor like and for those that aren't watching this, Ashley sat right next to him. Here's the thing. Would I leave or would Ashley leave? I want answer from both of you. Well, I know Ashley both. would, so I'll answer that for you. Um, and I'm going to think from the, the money element of things, um, I could secure my future. So as much as, um, as, much as I do love Ashley, um, I also <laughs> love money. And money's great. And I think for money, yeah, yeah why not? Fire on. Fire on. Like, Last birthday present was from him was this season shirt with Maguire on the back. That's more for him. So in a way, <laughs> so you can pretend that you're Chris Maguire. I love you, Chris. Um, Jack, who is your who is your villain? It's slim Pickens, like, but 
David Vaughan. That's going to have to go Stuart Donald again. It just was a bit like when I seen him celebrating, I was like, yeah, you just know he's going to take credit for that. Do you know what annoys us about him, though, right? And it's the last time I'm going to touch on him. But do you know that jacket that he wears, that oversized blue one? Do you know for a fact when he's shaking Kirill's hand that that sleeve that is too big for him is just creeping, creeping over Kirill's hand as well because it's too big for him? And that's not right. You shouldn't have a suit that doesn't fit you. Get a tailor. You're at Wembley, mate. Get a tailor. Um, I've completely lost all train of thought. Um, I think we've done hero. I think we've done villain. We all know what the moment of the match was. It was when we scored the goal um, and probably McGeady's pass. Um, so I think we'll just leave it as this. We'll just sum it up. Connor, um, how do you sum up your feelings in the current climate? Pissed them great. <laughs> uh, Ashley? I'm with Connor. Same as Connor, that's fair enough. Um, David Moyes, how do you feel? <laughs> well, uh, David Moyes feels really miserable, however, however I feel. <laughs> no, I tell you what, I'm going to look forward to um, the, the banter. I'm going to have a few uh, a few more um, their sort of beers. Um, I'm looking forward to the Twitter mag, their reaction as well. Yeah. Um, we enjoy that because... Uh, I think some of that's just going to be absolutely nonsense. Um, so yeah, and and just and I'm just really pleased because you know the last time we won at Wembley, I was only there 31. Uh, so so it's been a long way. <laughs> <Don't> <laughs> I'm just really pleased that we've uh, that we've finally done it. <laughs> we've never really admitted this on the show, but Ian's actually already dead. It's just a ghost. Um, <laughs> Ian's actually, he's a bit like Highlander. You've got to chop his fucking head off to make sure that he... Uh, I'm just a floating really well, well, Jack has been many times. Um, Jack, what's your, what's your overriding feeling? Yeah. yeah, just happy. You know, it was one of those... That I'm, I'm not really a big, huge, you know, one to get buzzing over this type of thing. So I think it's... It's, it's a Peter Cup in a but like I'm happy we won it. It's just nice to get the Wembley duck off our back, and it's a bit of positivity. We've had nothing to shout about the last few years, so it's nice to have something to celebrate and enjoy. Lovely. Um, it's my podcast, so I can say what I want, and I'm going to have the final word. Um, on a serious note, I'm chuffed. Um, I wish I was there. My overriding emotion is I'm gutted that I'm not there to see the lads lift the 16-inch pizza. Um, but yeah, happy. Um, I'm delighted we didn't do a Sunland, and maybe this new Sunland is is a one that has more of a winner mentality, and and we win promotion, and we go on, and we have a club that we're proud of again, which we've we have been several times, and I think we're always proud of the club. But it'd be nice to it'd be nice to have a club that we just feel like can compete and the care, and you know, going in the right direction, um, and yeah. Pretty much, I'm just happy. Um, but Ian wants to say something before we go, I think. Get the fucking tunes on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Get done now. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.